Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Sends it over to Edward Robles. Go, insert name FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Edward Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? Episode 74. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing on this one. Uh, dang so you know we crazy conference championship weekend for for the nfl the cincinnati Bengals and the la rams are going to be in the super bowl and L, the rams are the the super bowl is going to be in la so that's crazy i don't know if you caught the games edward but yeah i just crazy. know i just know uh two of the guys that actually went to school together and they won a championship they're back uh for the Super Bowl, right? No? Oh, you're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Uh, so they actually, they have quite. They have some players from LSU because their quarterback is Joe Burrow. He was the the quarterback for LSU, won a national championship with them. Uh, actually, one of his wide receivers is his former classmate, former teammate from LSU, Jamar Chase, who looks like he could be Rookie of the Year. And then one of his offensive linemen also was part of that LSU national championship team. So, yeah. And it's funny because it's the LSU Tigers, and now they play for the Cincinnati Bengals. So they wanted to stay with the same animal. <laughs> and then also, so Joe Burrow is, uh, is from Ohio, so he grew up in Ohio. Actually, played for Ohio State, was went to Ohio State, but then transferred to LSU, and and the rest is history. Yeah, and with yeah. the Heisman and everything. So yeah, <laughs> Cincinnati. Um, very interesting story. I'm I'm gonna pull for the LA Rams only because of the quarterback that they have there, which is Matthew Stafford. He was with the the Detroit Lions for like a very long time, and now like literally goes to, gets traded to the LA Rams and and is now in the Super Bowl. So crazy what a change of scenery can really do for a guy. But um, I mean I don't I think this is I think this is the first time I think for a Super Bowl that like there's no real hate for for any of these two teams. I mean it's different. So it's not like it's not New England, it's not the Chiefs, you know. It's it's a different team. So, I mean, the LA Rams have been to the Super Bowl previously, but I mean, I think I think it's just I think no one's really mad at the Super Bowl matchup, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Spencer's back at working now, so he's good now. He's he's all Gucci. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he got tested yet for COVID or anything like that. But but he was working again, so that's that's a positive. So. Yeah. Exactly. He, he took up on your advice, Edward. So. <laughs> so good thing good on spencer man Put COVID. <laughs> i bet you that's what spencer spencer's not vaccinated so <laughs> oh he's not no damn you didn't know that Mm-mm. i thought he got the boosters no he said he never did 
Oh, shit. I wonder if he's going to change his mind now. Nah, he wouldn't. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll ask him after the podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll ask him for sure. <laughs> but yeah, guys, so if you notice something, we're actually back on the radio uh, on the radio now because Belly Up and Unhinged have formed a rebrand for the radio. It is now Burns uh, Radio. So it is a completely new great partnership that uh, that uh, Belly Up has found for, for the radio network. And they decided to give this sick rebrand. And now it's the Burns Radio. So, so yeah, if you guys are listening through us through Burns, well, hi. And uh, thank you so much for, for making the Burns Radio a thing. But, yeah, we got quite the episode uh, today. We got the end of Transfer. Well, we're not going to say the end of Transfer Watch just because of the fact that we might do one more Transfer Watch uh, next week just to see if anything, you know, clean anything up, see if anything else happened before before then. But uh, but we'll, we'll definitely have it because, you know, this episode is recorded on Monday, which is the transfer deadline day. So we'll go ahead and, and give you guys all the transfers that has happened that we know of. And then obviously we'll give you guys a, one more week of, of, of some rumors just to see what has been official since then, because it, there's a lot, a lot of storylines to follow with the transfers. Um, we got yeah. some headlines. Um, not going to lie to you guys. It's a not, it's a very bleak headline. Uh, not the greatest of stories that are there for the headlines, but uh, there's no debate topic this week, but it's because we have an interview with Christian Polanco of the soccer Cooligans. really cool interview with him. Um, very challenging for me and him because we, I didn't realize that I scheduled the interview during the USA El Salvador game. So that's a fuck <laughs> up on my part. <laughs> Gee, <laughs> <laughs> I think part of me was uh, the Salvadorian in me did not want to watch this game. <laughs> and the American me was mad at the Salvadorian me. But, you know, hey, props, you know, El Salvador played well against the USA because, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about the USA right now. Let's see what happens on Tuesday. I mean, they won. I mean, I guess you could, that's the positive. Um, we're going to we'll – t- next week we'll definitely talk about the, you know, about the U.S. men's national team uh, – do our roundup about the U.S. men's national team for this World Cup qualifier, but yeah, it's disappointing that they that they lost the way they lost against Canada. Um, apparently, in Greg Berhalter's eyes, they dominated, and I think we yeah. have two different definitions of dominate. Um, but who, who's to say? Let's see how how Honduras uh, how how the U.S. does against Honduras. I mean, you have to beat an El Salvador, beat them two to nothing. So I'm, you know, like I said, if there's anything El Salvador does in the World Cup qualifiers, is they beat Honduras and they did it. I'm so proud of El Salvador. They've, they've actually like they. I mean, besides getting destroyed by Canada, they've actually been pretty competitive in this World Cup qualifiers. They've still lost, but they've been very competitive. So that's very positive in my opinion. Um, but yes, we do have an interview with Christian Polanco. Uh, aside from all that, we do have an interview with Christian Polanco. Really excited about it. Great to finally got the other half of the soccer cooligans in there. Um, do our game recaps, announce our players of the week. We'll do a preview on the African Cup of Nations semifinals and final. The semifinals at this point has already happened. So you guys already know who's in the final. At this point, me and Edward have no idea who's in the final. So you'll either this is all going to backfire on us or, or maybe we come out as geniuses. And then we'll give you guys some some games to come up this coming weekend to watch. Um, international break is over, obviously, at this point. So 
we're back to regular season play. And then we're going to wrap things up with a three up, three down. And the topic is one hit wonders. So Edward will be, I'll be really interested to see what you, what you have for the one hit wonders. <laughs> Honestly. So would I, so would I. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll, you guys are going to hear this lovely ad and then we'll get going with transfer watch. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward, and, and we, we are, are Intername FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see, see you there. And we're back. All right, man. If you guys go to our social media platforms on Instagram and Twitter at FC, it'll take you to right there in our bios. You'll see our link tree. It'll take you to the Belly Up Sports website where you can listen to us through Spreaker, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, um, the Insert Name FC Clothing Store, and, of course, our great partners in Fanatics and Audible. So make sure you guys go ahead and check that out. So it will definitely help us out big time if you do. All right, Edward, transfer watch. We're going to kick things off with... DC United's Kevin Paredes joins Wolfsburg for $7 million. It continues on with the whole theme that it's time to go ahead and start investing on American players because it seems more and more players are doing it. Um, Kevin Paredes, man, keep a lookout for w- what this kid's going to be. Um, a lot of people have some high expectations for him, and clearly Wolfsburg sees it as well. So we'll see what happens with, with the young man over there. Robin Gosens yep. joins Inter Milan for $25 million. Damn. So, Atletico Madrid signed Daniel Was from Valencia. Aston Villa signed Caleb uh, Chambers from Arsenal. Uh, How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, he doesn't really play that much with Arsenal. So, yeah. But Aston Villa once again poaching more Arsenal players, so that's entertaining. <laughs> uh, DC United signed SK Rapid Wayne and Greek forward Taxi Archie, Taxi Fountas. So DC United already trying to make up. Uh, well, I mean, uh, well, Kevin Paredes is not a is not a forward, but you know, DC United looking to bolster that their their team for next se- for this coming season. Uh, Philadelphia U signed. Mikhail Ure from Bromby. Orlando City SC signed Austrian forward Erkan Kara. DC United signed defender Brad Smith, former Seattle Sounder. Uh, the Dynamo have sent Mateo Bahamich on loan to Huracan. Um, yeah, Bahamich was a player that everyone hyped uh, the Dynamo fans for. And <laughs> We we never saw him. <laughs> we never saw him play. Do I have an opinion just a, on him? He, no, because I never he, saw him play. So he was, was just he good? He was just like a I guess you could say he was like a sexy signing, but like the very unknown sexy signing. It's kinda like the blind date. You know, you just like you sign him and you're like, Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and meet this chick, you know, like you know nothing. You just know nothing about her. You're just gonna go. And and, and you get ghosted. Uh, yeah, blind date, and you get ghosted. ghosted. There you go. 
you can, it, can you really form an opinion on something? Not really, because you never saw it. So, right. So yeah, so he he goes back to Argentina. Um, I'm guessing the Dynamo are making plans to move on from him. So as far even though it's a transfer, the transfer window is closed for all of soccer. The MLS, um, the MLS, it's still open, so they can still go and sign players from from other leagues. Once again, MLS just being being fucking weird. Um, yeah, but yeah, so that's that. Um, Ezekiel Barco is signing with River Plate, so he is now Man. back in Argentina. Hopefully, he can. Find some form. Maybe he's homesick. I don't know. Um, I can't really tell you much. But, yeah, he's back in River Plate. Arthur Cabral, a player that everyone was linking him to Barcelona, uh, other clubs. I can't, The Barcelona is the one that really I remember. But um, he joins Fiorentina. So that's quite the curveball. <laughs> there it is. Um, but, yeah, that happened. West Brom signed Andy Carroll till the end of the summer. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought I didn't even know Andy Carroll was still playing. So, hey, for real, honestly, we both didn't. I'm over here thinking Andy Carroll was still like in Newcastle somewhere. Just at the, oh, it was like what he was in Newcastle. Uh, he went to Liverpool, and then I think he went to um. Was, was it Aston Villa or West Ham? Yeah, Aston West West. Uh, I don't know. One oh, you got me thinking. One of those. And then I think he went back to Newcastle. I think. I don't know. Anyways, now he's at West Brom. <laughs> so that's all you need to know. He's but he will be there only till the end of the season. So then he'll go to Man, the I remember the way the way that he looked and he was, to be honest though, he looked like to be like of of his of his time, the early Halan of how he was built. You know what I'm saying? Like he looked like to be of that type of uh, of striker, but you know it's funny. I think a lot of people when when it, when we talk when Liverpool because Liverpool got him and Luis Suarez at the same t- the same time, yeah. And <laughs> I think people were more excited about Andy Carroll than they were about Luis Suarez. Yeah, no, no, no joke. Even even everybody was. I'm pretty sure. I mean, we'd have to ask Kelsey what he was what he, what he would be thinking. You know about Kelsey's this. Kelsey's gonna be in denial. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, would be so, so what you're saying is he's probably going to be an Andy Carroll fan over a Luis Suarez fan at the time. At the time, I'm not saying now. I'm pretty sure now he's like, no, no, Luis Suarez all the way. I'm pretty sure at the time, maybe Andy Carroll was like the big, as you say, the sexy signing for Liverpool at the time. They were expecting him to be the goal scorer, the machine, like you know, basically what he was for Newcastle. Yeah, essentially. But yeah, continuing on, Newcastle United signed Bruno Guimarães from Lyon for $33 million. This was a, a player that a lot of people were, were, were speaking about. A uh, really excited uh, Brazilian player. Um, Arsenal was linked to him, so that means clearly Arsenal's not going to get him. Um, and Newcastle ends up getting him, so am I going to have to be giving away some jerseys? I hope not, but, but uh, I'm so... I, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so. I don't know if I'm confident now. <laughs> I mean, this could, this team now could get you out of the relegation zone. So it it depends. I, I don't know how how they're, they're pretty deep in the hole. So I, I maybe I'm so I'm sort of confident. I'm kind of confident. 
I, I'm I'm sort of confident that Newcastle will be relegated. <laughs> sort of confident. Well, they don't have a coach, so yeah, I'm pretty confident that Newcastle will not get promoted. We'll stay. We'll, we'll be demote. We'll be relegated this season. Um. Anyways. Uh, Liverpool decides to just say fuck it again and sign Luis Diaz for 50 million from Porto. Um, the Colombian winger, why'd they get him? I don't know, but it's Liverpool, so they can do whatever they want. Okay, Edward. <laughs> uh, Newcastle signed Dan Byrne of Brighton for 15 million, so they're adding some Premier League experience, I guess. <laughs> He's a defender, so I'm sure at this point Newcastle just needs everything. So and everything's a need in Newcastle. Um Aubameyang has agreed to a six month loan with Barcelona. Um, but there's a lot of shit that broke out on that one. So my bad on that one. I should have probably updated that. Mm-hmm. Uh Barcelona has signed Adama Traore on loan. Oh yeah, I saw that when he was doing the physio. That dude is freaking jacked, dude. Yeah. And then, and then that dude, the, apparently, like, when they asked him, hey, like, do you lift any weights? He's like, no. He's like, I'm just naturally big. I was like, bruh. I was like, he's no. doing something. I don't know what, but he's doing something. He could be doing, like, calisthenics and stuff, like, just body weight and stuff. But, jeez, man. That's a lot of body <laughs> weight. Are, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, dude, that dude's freaking jacked. Uh, continue on. Dusan Vlahovic completes a 75 million move to Juventus. Mm. So Juventus is gonna be back on track. <laughs> so, so there's <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Fuck you, Arsenal. Um, <laughs> Deli Ali has signed with Everton, so that means he's free. Yeah. Uh, Christian Eriksen joins Brentford. So, yeah, the, the team that he's been heavily linked with, he, he officially joins with them. So that's good to hear. We'll, we'll see him playing in the Premier League once again. Yeah. Uh, Burnley has signed Weghorst from Wolfsburg. Manchester City is going after another youth player in Julian Alvarez from River Plate for $14 million. So... They gotta start getting ready for the future. What future? Yeah. I have no idea, but <laughs> uh, future after Jack Relish, apparently. Yeah. Uh Donnie Vanderby goes goes on loan at Everton, so he's sort of free. <laughs> he's sort of free. At least for right now. I like yeah, it. I mean, he's, he's like, fuck it, I'll go to Everton. <laughs> no, nah, if anything, he wants more playtime. And um This is just because Christian Polanco's like a he's a he's an Everton fan, so <laughs> sorry, sorry, Christian. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I think I mean he'll get more play time, and I think he'll be able to show off what he brings to the table. So I Maybe think it's there's a, good a move reason on, why it? people want to go to Everton right now. We'll get to it, but there's probably a reason why people want to go to Everton right now. Yeah, pretty much. And the last thing in this transfer watch: Aubameyang joins Barcelona on a free transfer. Uh, really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Arsenal just let Aubameyang go, and he let, and they let him walk down to to España to go play for Barcelona. Catalonia. Catalonia. I just 
you know, I wasn't a big fan of this. Like, Abomoya back in Dorsman, you know, when he first came into Arsenal, yes, like, you know, awesome, you know, amazing. Right now, I, I just, I guess they're doing what you do in FIFA. You know, you don't have the funds, the money, so you're just picking and picking whatever you can, whatever's, you know, free and or loaned. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's that. So, I mean, that's what's probably going on right now at this moment. So this is technically that rebuild we're talking about, but it's not really a rebuild. It's more of like they're they're working with what they have right now. Um, being this only tells me one thing, and that's Arsenal is essentially going to be riding with Lacazette. <laughs> that's all. That's all this tells me. Um, Arsenal did, did did didn't do much. I don't think they were able to get the Arthur deal done. We'll find out later. Uh, maybe next week we'll find out. Maybe they figured. They Shoot. Played. Yeah, maybe. They got like a later deal. Um, I know Murata didn't want to go to Arsenal. Um, yeah. <laughs> you you don't seem too excited about that one. Um, there was another four. Uh, Yoke, uh, Real Madrid basically said that, that they want to keep Luka Jovic. Uh, so yeah, so Arsenal just they were they put everything they could to get Dusan Vlahovic. It backfired on them tremendously, and yeah. um. They're gonna ride with Lacazette, which I'm not against. I, I, you know, Edward, you could, you, Edward could tell you, I actually do like Alexander Lacazette. He does. Um, I wish things would have worked out a bit better with him and Arsenal, but I mean, it's not a bad. I don't. I think Lacazette could do well. Um, you still have a Nicotia, um, depending on how you feel about him, but he's still there. So, or maybe you just uh, put Martinelli up as striker. I mean, that's <laughs> why not at this point. Just why not. <laughs> I'm all for it. Yeah, I love Martinelli. Put him up there. I'm a striker. You're talking about I mean, a I guess. three of like uh, of Saka, Martinelli, and well, I mean, at this point, might as well play Pepe. Um, I mean, well, right now he's an AFCON. Well, no, he's not an AFCON. He got eliminated. So, so yeah, <laughs> might as well do so- Pepe, Saka. I mean, Pepe, Martinelli, and Saka in the front three. I mean, you're already paying him so much money. You might as well use Pepe. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's not a bad situation. I, I really don't think so. And uh, oh, I mean, you yeah. don't sound too excited for it, but it sounds like you made a compromise already. Well, I love Martinelli. I'm okay with right. Look, if if the the youth right now is what makes me stay with Arsenal. Well, I'm not gonna say stay. The youth is what makes but helps me watch Arsenal. Oh God, it really is like Smith Rowe. I'm happy <laughs> to see him. Saka, I'm happy to see him. Martinelli, I, I love to see him. You know, you still got Odegaard. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some things to watch. Aaron Ramsdale, Matt Turner. So, I think they just, they also signed uh, Trusty recently, but he's not coming till the summer. Speaking of players that are coming in the summer, Kylian Mbappe has agreed to to join Real Madrid. So, how do you feel about that one? I, I'm happy. <laughs> Next is Erling Haaland. So. Next, you know, somehow Barcelona finds a way to get early. Come on. We'll see. We'll see. 
I mean, no, they here's did. hoping. So if Erling Haaland does go to Real Madrid, Benzema said he's basically out. Like he wants out. <laughs> if Erling Haaland goes to Real Madrid? Yeah. Damn. Well, that means he already knows. Like, damn it. That's it. That's my time. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else. But anyways, let's get going with the headlines. And like we said, there's a, a lot of moves have been happening for like recently for Everton. And maybe there's a reason why. And that's because Frank Lampard has been announced as the manager of Everton. He ends up beating out interim manager Duncan Ferguson and Vitor Pereira to become the new manager in charge of Everton. Um, he's actually planning to bring um, some of the guys from his staff from Chelsea. Um, a lot of people thought Rooney would also be another name that would be lined up for the job, but Rooney actually chose to not interview because he is committed to what he's trying to do at Derby. Um, but yeah, Frank Lampard is now it has a job once again, and it's Everton. I honestly think this isn't that bad of a situation for him. I think that this is better, is not as high profile as Chelsea. I, I mean, there's still some pressure because obviously they want him, Everton wants to be competing. But I think this is not that bad of a spot for, for Frank Lampard. I, I mean, the expectations are pretty low for Everton. I feel so terrible. Like, we're going to have Christian Polanco on this episode. I'm over here bashing his team. Jeez, bro. <laughs> I'm not even trying to go. bash, but I mean, like, right now, like, you can only go up. I think Frank Lampard, I think this is this is a really good situation for him to come into. I think I think Everton is a really good place for Frank Lampard. I don't know. If I he can make it work. If he can make it work. If he can make it work, but... Yeah, I think, I mean, it's not like he doesn't have stuff. I mean, he's, he has Richarlison. He has, I mean, you got yourself two two midfielders right now in Deli Ali and, and Donnie Vandeby. I think you can make something work here. You still have Pickford as your goalkeeper. I, I think you, yeah. I, I think you, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying. Bro, why does your voice, whenever, whenever your voice goes that high up, it just sounds like you're just trying to make something good out of that situation. <laughs> well, so. when I have a cold, so. <laughs> So that's not I mean, usually right now. okay. Usually, when you have a cold, you sound nasally, not high pitched. When have so, I sound nasally? Whenever you have a cold and you're stuffed, I'm, or you're about one to of lose my nose your... isn't stuffy. My throat hurts. So your throat hurts. <laughs> but no, so I'm that not, means you're. I'm not that lying means you're right vo- now. I'm actually pretty serious. I'm. I, I think that you know, Everton isn't a bad situation. I think you have some good options, and you just brought in Deli Ali and and Donny Vanderbeek. I think. I think you can make this team competitive. You're not going to win the Premier League, but you're going to you can make it. You're not going to get top four, but you're going to be competitive. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll see, and then I just how do you I feel? See. I'm just going to be honest. I don't think they'll make it, but they. they what are does actually, "don't make it" mean? Like they're not going to make it in the top four. Okay, so are you like, are you disagreeing with me or are you agree with me? Because uh, no, I just, I just, you're just being all oh, well, well, I think like you're trying to play it off, but play it off. I, I'm now. just being <laughs> like, like, like you're trying to be like oh, well, not trying to show any disrespect, but no, we're we're not showing any disrespect. We're just being blunt about it. They they have a long way to go, even with these players. <laughs> Um, they just basically have to build around these Donny Van de Beek, Dele Ali, Rich Halston, you know, like, and, and the thing is, I think we were talking about that your transfer rumor also was that PSG wanted Rich Halston as well. So we'll see what happens. 
Well, clearly it didn't work. It didn't happen because, you know, the transfer window is closed. But I think that this is a pretty, I think this is a good, this is a, a good opportunity for, for Frank Lampard. I think that this is a better opportunity for him. It's not, there is pressure, but it's not as high pressure as it is with Chelsea. So I, I, I like, I like the opportunity for Frank Lampard. I think, I think he can, I think this is a, a good shot for him to showcase what he can really do as a manager and, and uh, see what he could do. Uh, you know, hopefully he could improve this, this, the second half of the season for, for Everton. And, um, and you know, who, who's to say if he could, you know, what he has when he has a, a, a real summer transfer and, um, and really make things uh, make things shake over at Everton. Once again, this you know a lot of you know me and Ever we both said it like from last season. Everton was on the rise, and then they hired Rafa Benitez, and we well, went down to pooper. So <laughs> went down to pooper scooper. So it happens. So we'll, we'll we'll be interested to see what happens with uh with Frank Lampard over at Everton. So that's the good stuff. Because now going into the the, the not so good stuff. We're gonna start things off with Mason Greenwood. Hey. Yeah. yeah. So Mason Greenwood is facing assault allegations. A woman accused Greenwood of assaulting her. Actually posted images and videos on social media. It was eventually deleted. Um, Manchester United has declared that they do not condone violence of any kind. And as of right now, Mason will not be returning to training or matches till till essentially there's a, a decision has been made. And what's going on with Mason Greenwood? Um, it's very unfortunate. I mean, to be honest, I, I haven't really heard much from Mason Greenwood as of lately. Um, has he been playing? I'm not entirely sure. But I mean, I know early in the season he had a. I think he had he played a few games, but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 rough. You know, if, you know, this is definitely a not a good situation with him. You know his endorsement with Nike is is suspended. Yeah, it, this this is a hard one. I I think to uh, of any sort of of bounce back. Um, you know this is so young too. At so young, yeah, such a young age. Um, yeah, it's it's. Words, you know, right now this is one of those things that's like it, it's you're disappointed. You know, you see this young promising player who can really, and you know, obviously he, he's already messed up once before, and, yeah. and you know, you were hoping that he can kind of redeem. That one wasn't as bad because obviously all he's trying to do is try to, you know, uh, find uh, <laughs> find some strange, but which you know, <laughs> depending on how you feel about people's lifestyles. Um, maybe you don't condone, but you know, obviously it's not, he's not doing anything terrible. Um, but this, this is, this is, this is hard. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, obviously there's evidence, you know, there's footage of it. Um, it may have been deleted, but you know, once it's out on the internet, it's, it's, it's there. So, so there's no, there's no real deleting it. Um, yeah, I think right now I'm just. Kind of, I have no words for, for what what's happened with Mason Greenwood because I think really right now I'm just really disappointed in him. Um, and obviously you're the Manchester United fan, but it's just yeah. disappointing to see someone, you know, at such a young age and 
Uh, and I'm sure his parents have taught him right. I don't think that this is honestly, this could have just been a spur of the moment. You know, no one knows what really, you know, what, what was the backstory behind it? Obviously there's nothing that justifies hitting assaulting in general. There's no real way to justify assault, but you know, obviously one of the, for, you know, for you and me, you know, for young men growing up, one of the first things, you know, people tell you is you never put your hands on a woman. Yeah, exactly. So it's, um, yeah, it's it's just downright disappointing. So, uh, Edward, what do you have to say? I mean, like I said, he's he's so young for him to be, you know, facing these kind of allegations, charges, anything like that. Even if it is, uh, let's say, for example, even if it is just to get something out of him, it's still it, it ruins your career. Even if you remotely did it. Like, uh, for example, even if he was like, come on, let's go, like, let's get out of here and whatever. And then you grab her her hand or her arm, like forcefully, like even just that, like, that's just not, I mean, me and you were brought up different kind of way. I guess, you know, when people think that they have power, money, all kinds of stuff, when they think they're like a superstar, um, I guess they feel privileged and that they should have it all, including beautiful women or you know whatever you know just it's just not the right concept not the right mentality to have so i'm not saying like he did it i'm not saying he also didn't do it it's just um we basically have to wait and see with the time where everything goes like has it's been proven right or has not there these are basically like the stuff that's coming out and then they just basically suspended him or, I mean, or there, is there's a video. There's a video. Oh yeah, and I mean, he he's not he's not basically. That's it. It's it's gonna be hard for him to bounce back at all, if anything. Um, I just I just really don't think like that would have been that was a smart move on his part. Like I said, I think he just let that. I play for Man U. I play for the National English uh, team. You know, let it get to his head, and he used that as a as an excuse to, you know, get away with that, you know, to be, he used that high, I guess, to, to make his moves. And I honestly don't think that that was the right move to do on his part. Nah, yeah, it just, no, it's, um... And then being, and then being a Man U fan, it just, it doesn't make, it doesn't make it any better. Um, it just kind of puts the club in scrutiny. And then, like I said, he's so, he's so young. And for him to basically just lose it all like that, like it's just, uh, it's very disappointing. Like, I just, I, I don't, I get, I get, I get disappointed. Cause like, he's, like I said, he's, he has a, a lot of talent and for him to just come out and, and, lose it like not his talent but just the position of where he's at like I I, I would feel very privileged to play for a club like Man, Man U and it just um, even at a very young age you know being able to to show that off I just you know I I, I don't know man. I'm not everybody has a different mentality I guess I just I feel like he's in the wrong for that. Of course, I don't. I don't condone that. I, I, don't, I can't find an excuse at all. 
not that I want to, especially because he said there's videos. So yeah, can't uh, do it. I mean, the video is uh, just of like, you know, from what I from what I what I what I was able to see, it's just like you know, obviously of her face, and then kind of images of like bruises. Um, there's an audio that's recorded. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if there's an actual video of it, but because I was trying to, you know, obviously I was trying to look through it and see it. Um, but you know, so you know, obviously everything is pending the investigation, and that's the reason why you know Manchester United hasn't released it. You know, versus what's going on with Man City with with Mendy. You know, obviously, like, no, you did it. You know. Whereas this is like, and this is also the other side of the spectrum where even though like, you know, we hear, you know, we hear things about, you know, you know, the players do stuff like this, like sexual assault and, and like that. But then there's also times where on the other hand, most of these guys have been framed. You know, one of the best, uh, best examples of it is uh, Sean Oakman. Uh, he's a, he was a defensive lineman for the University of Baylor. Uh, for Baylor University, you know, was supposed to be this high-viewed draft pick in the NFL, gets an assault charge. Um, was was it an assault? I think he, either assault charge or he was accused of rape. Um, they were later to find out that it was a lie. Um, mm. But obviously, at that point, the damage was done. He never got drafted into the NFL. Um, I think at this point, I, I, I think he's like, 28 or something like that, 27, 28, somewhere around there. So, like, now his window to go pro is very little, and it was all because his career was basically ruined because of, you know, this. So, I mean, this isn't me saying that maybe Mason Greenwood didn't do it. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, because, you know, all we have are just images. The images are rough, you know, obviously, but... Um, and then there's the audio. He does sound a little bit, you know, angry in the in the in the audio clip, but you know we don't know the full story because none of us were there. None of us saw it. Um, but there's a reason why Manchester United hasn't completely, re- you know, released him. Why Nike hasn't released him? He's suspended right now because obviously it's right now. Wait and see what's going on. What really happened? Um, FIFA has already taken him out. <laughs> He's already been removed in FIFA. So, no way. Yeah, I mean, FIFA don't play. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... We'll see what happens, because, like, even though I'm I'm, I'm saying how disappointed I'm Mason Green, I don't think any... Like, I don't think he does, thinks his status or anything like that. Sometimes it is just the heat of the moment, and when you're at a certain emotional point, you tend to forget things. I don't think... I think he was raised right. I don't think he, you know, he was raised wrong. Clearly... His, you know, he he had some sort of support um, growing up in order for him to be, you know, obviously an academy product for for Manchester United and everything like that. Um, but it, you know, it's disappointing because you know this happens that he's now you know surrounded by this um, investigation. And who's to say? May, you know, maybe it turns out that she was lying about it. Well, you know, that's going to take a lot of time for Mason Greenwood, and it's going to be a while before he can bounce back. Because, you know, some people may believe him, may not believe him. Because that, that's the thing, though. That stays with you forever is you're the you're the woman beater. That, you know, yeah. and, you know, that kind of goes back to my whole thing about redemption. Like, you're never, redemption is never something that full, is fully attainable from, from all, from everyone. But 
as long as it's from the people that matter, you're, you're, that's, that's really what the true redemption comes from is from the people you love, not from the people that, that obviously just want to continue to point out your flaws. But, um, I, right now, obviously just because you, all we know is her side of the story. We don't know Mason's side of the story, but yeah. you know, right now, all we, we see the images and you know, it doesn't help his side right now. But um, hopefully, we'll get a little bit more information um, during you know during the investigation from the police, and um, hopefully, I, hopefully, we we find out it's not what ha- you know. There's more than what than what the images tell us, but right now it's not looking good for Mason. It's really not. So we'll see what happens there. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Continuing on though, so. Um, during the African Cup of Nations, we had one of the, we had a tragedy. Um, 38 people were were actually taken to the hospital after a fan rush before the Cameroon Camaros match. Um, and as of right now, there's eight fa- uh, fatalities. Um, it's unfortunate. Obviously, uh, me and Network can, we, we we've we've heard of, we we've we you know we've obviously recently. Heard something similar to this, which obviously is it's Astro World. Yeah, where the, now the death total is now ten people um, mm-hmm. I, from last time I checked. So it's like it's one of those things. It's just I know it's exciting to go watch these games and everything like that, but it's like, come on, so, you know, <laughs> there, you don't have to do you know that that could have been a bit extreme. I'm sure yeah. they were, you know, trying to find ways to get into the game and all that, but you know, at, at what cost, you know? Um, so the, the, the Confederation of Africa has actually launched an investigation to see what all ha- really transpired in those events. Um, the cool thing that, I, that also came, well, you know, not, not that that, that was cool, but um, was that Cameroon um, actually decided to donate their bonuses from the African Cup of Nations to help out all those that were affected by, by this incident. Um, that's, that's really, that's awesome. Like that, to help, to help, I mean, not the incident. Yeah. So um, I, th- I think, you know, for this is just, um, cause obviously people fell and then, you know, got trampled. Essentially yeah. that's what happened. And it's, it's like one of those things is like, come on guys, we, we could be better than this. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and you know that also goes back to Astral. <laughs> like all the things that me and Edward probably said about Astral could literally just fall into this situation. I think it's a little bit different because Astral was a bunch of rowdy teenagers. Yeah, and this was just it was like it was basically Astral was the fact that the point um, it was people that didn't even have tickets or whatever. Like they just jumped over the fence, they ran, they basically ran into the place without tickets. And, you know, they basically uh, overrushed and I guess you could call it a overbooking, but I'm really using that word very lightly because it's not actually an overbooking when it's people that didn't even buy the ticket. They just rushed in. You know what I mean? They just bum rushed in. Um, in, the, in, the, in the AFCON, I'm, you know, I'm not exactly sure like 
what happened exactly. I just know that they fell, they got transferred, and they were excited to see the game. It was just, it was just bad. Which, once again, is very similar to Astroworld because, obviously, people got trampled because they were excited to see Travis Scott. But, um, yeah. So, obviously, our, 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 uh, our hearts go out to everyone that was affected by that, um, by that tragedy over, over in um, Cameroon. In Africa. Yeah, in Africa. So, um, props to the Cameroon players. Um, I think that's what they're doing is, is very commendable, and it's, a, it's cool to see that. So, definitely love, love to hear, you know, people try and take action because, um, you know, it's real easy just to ignore it. And oh, yeah. it, it's, it's very telling when people do something about it. So definitely love to see that. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. All right, man. So like I said, there's no debate topic this week. Um, so we're going to go ahead and take a break and then you're going to hear an ad and then we'll go right into our interview with Christian Polanco and then we'll go to game recaps. All right, guys, I have a very special guest as we're going to try to not get distracted from the El Salvador USA game. We're going to try. But uh, we have the other host of the Soccer Cooligans. Obviously, we had Alexi a few episodes back. Um, he's a comedian. I mean, at this point, life update, he's an MLS Cup champion with NYCFC. I mean, technically, you're, I, I think that's very safe to assume. I'm just waiting for my ring. There you go. <laughs> and, of course, the other half of the Soccer Cooligans, Christian Polanco. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely uh, an honor, pleasure. Uh, but yeah, where I'm trying to not, I'm going to try my best to not be too distracted. Uh, but there, there, there's probably going to be some moment of some emotion or bad call or or a goal. Uh, I've already been upset with uh, Jesus Ferreira. So you might hear it on the show. Who knows? I'm already frustrated as it is because I don't know why he's there. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we, we are, I've already had my, had my piece on that, but um, kind of the thing that's unique about your guys' podcast is obviously you and Alexi are both comedians. So before we even t- touch on the soccer part, uh, what got you into comedy? What was your motivation to do it? I was always uh, interested in comedy when I was uh, definitely like a, a, a teenager and then especially in college. But I was like obsessed with all the like Comedy Central specials. I was into uh, all the like I had like every George Carlin album. Uh, I was always just into it. And then I thought one day, um, I think it was when I was in college, I was like, I'm, I'm going to do comedy one day. And that, that, I, that's all I said. I was already in school for computer science and focusing on like, you know, after I finished college, I was uh, working in IT and then uh you know, after a couple of years of doing that, I was like, this is, this is not the thing I want to be doing for the rest of my life. And I always had an interest in, in doing comedy. I used to write down jokes and it took me like six, seven years before I even tried comedy. But once I did, I was like, this is the thing I'm going to do uh, forever. So who would you say is kind of like your influence when it comes to comedy? I know there's like a lot of great Latin comedians, but just overall, like what, what was your big influence on comedy? I mean, it's a bunch. I mean, I, I, I'm really into uh, comedians that were like either 
very wordy or like clever. Like I, I was always into like uh, George Carlin was, was like a sort of just great with words. Uh, obviously like great performers, like Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, like um, the, the, the comics uh, that, that wrote, especially like one liners as a, a comedian, Mitch Hedberg, he passed away uh, a couple of years ago, but he was one of the best at that. And, and he was like one of the few that really like, you know, inspired me to like really give this a shot uh, as opposed to, you know, I, I wasn't trying to like mimic any particular comic or whatever. I just like, I knew that I was like sharp and clever and that was the thing I felt like I could bring to a stage. Uh, so that's what I did. I wrote down a bunch of jokes in, in like kind of one liner style. And then once I did that uh, and, and, and got to like perform them, uh, it, it was just a, I was absolutely certain that there was no way I was ever going to stop doing this for the rest of my life. That's pretty dope. So how exactly you and Alexi met? I, I feel like you guys have different styles of comedy. I think his is more laugh at my pain kind of comedy and, and yours is just being clever. Right. Um, we met at, at, at comedy clubs. Yeah. We were doing shows together uh, here and there, you know, the, the, the connection to soccer was just like, an, uh, you know, another thing to kind of discuss, you know, comics talk about everything in green rooms and stuff. Um, but th- th- that's the thing I love about New York comedy is that there's so, there's so many people I've met over the years that come from so many, s- such different walks of life and who have wildly different personalities than I do. Yeah. Alexis might be a little bit louder, more boisterous or whatever. Uh, and I might be more subtle, but if we're, when we're joking around together, there's, there's a fun balance and there's a fun chemistry. And, and that a lot of comics have that, that no matter where you come from or how, or what your personality type is, if you're both comics, you share like a, a bond, a, a brother or sisterhood that you can't really experience with other human beings. So you, you guys share something that is different than pretty much almost any other relationship you have. And, and you, and you get each other. So it doesn't matter what your personality kind of is like, but if you, if you're both comedians, there's usually for the most part, uh, um, a mutual respect that, that, that can be a, a good foundation of, of any like friendship or relationship. So going into the soccer part. So what was it that got you into soccer? Obviously you and Alexi both come from CONCACAF powerhouses. So right. what, was the, what was the biggest Dominicana. Let's go. <laughs> um, for me, it was uh, FIFA. I mean, there was no other. I, I started playing the game uh, and that's how I kind of learned about all the players and teams and all the other stuff. And then I worked at GameStop uh, while I was in college and, uh, and a few of the, a few of my coworkers were huge soccer fans. It was, a, uh, you know, he's one of my best friends now, but um he was Colombian and I worked with him and he was the one who brought me to my first game, uh, kind of really introduced me to, to, to the game in like a, a proper way and showed the sort of history around it and the culture. And I was like, you know, during the world cup, I would watch games with his family. Uh, and that was the, uh, you know, the thing that sparked it, uh, uh, for me. And then as far as working with Alexis and, and like working in soccer, then when, when NYCFC started in 2015, that was the thing that where I was like, I, I jumped into the deep end of like the, the you know, I'm a, I'm a Tam and Gam expert now. Uh, so that it's gotten, I, I know too much about this damn game, especially the American game. So uh, yeah, it's, it's worked out to say the least. You, you might have to give me some pointers on Tam and Gam because <laughs> I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> um but, uh, you know, obviously you, you talked about NYCFC and that's definitely where Alexi told me that people kind of saw, found you guys very funny when you guys were talking 
amongst your section. Uh, but what was that spark for you for the Cooligans? Um, I think the the honestly the spark was just a a deep desperation to do something meaningful with my life, man. That's it. I was like in a place. I was doing comedy for about like six years. But uh, in 2015, I had already been doing comedy six seven years, and I was just like. I'm trying all this stuff. I'm like auditioning for commercials. I'm trying to uh, look audition for television shows. I'm I'm doing stand up everywhere. I'm traveling the country. Uh, I've I've traveled abroad to do stand up. Like literally, you're just trying to make sense of of your career and and your life. And at the time, I was working on like a, a like a sketch show, like a sketch comedy show, uh, and 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 doing improv and doing all this other stuff. And I just said. Yeah, let's try this soccer thing. Alexis was was excited about uh, doing a, a a soccer podcast, and I was like, let's just try it. I'm already like in the in the frame of mind where I'm like working on projects and and editing videos and doing all this other stuff. So I'm like, let's let's just do that, but about soccer. And th- that's it. I mean, there was no real plan. There was just like, I hope this works out, and it and it and it worked out. It's, so it's it's kind of a little miracle, to be honest. So when was that moment that you guys realized, oh, shit, I think we, we figured it out here with, with, the, with the Cooligans? Um, it's hard to say exactly. I mean, I, I, you know, when we started getting like guests on our show and, and you know, we were 100 percent like outsiders, like we, we were on Twitter, you know, and casually maybe interacting with with soccer fans here and there. But it really was nobody knew who we were at all. And to go from literally no one knowing who we were to like, you know, we've interviewed like David Beckham. That's, in, that's absolute insanity to me. But like when we first had like Alexi Lalas on the show and I said, Alexi Lalas, some people can't stand them, but you know, he, the guy's like one of the most recognizable faces of American soccer. And this was like in the first year, first year and a half of us doing the podcast. And when he agreed to do it and we had a like great conversation with him, I'm like, this is kind of cool. The fact that we can bring these soccer stars into a comedy podcast, which no one's ever really heard them speak this like fun and loose uh, before that uh, those moments like that made me feel like, all right, I think we, we have a, we have a lane here. We have a, we could take up some, some space in the soccer community. And, and for the most part, everybody's been pretty welcoming. You did some two really big name drops there with with David Beckham (laughs) and Alexi Lawless. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for you personally, what was that, 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 that person that you did interview where you just couldn't believe you got that interview, I guess, besides Alexi Lawless. Um, so like, you know, I, I feel like kind of spoiled, uh, at this point because I, I, we've gotten to interview such amazing people, but you know, you know, like Megan Rapino, like she is, not only is she like a, a you know a famous soccer player, but she is like just a famous figure. She's one of the most famous people I have ever spoken to. Where uh, when when the first time we uh, met her was in a, a live show that we did in Charlotte for uh, for an ICC event, and there were probably about five six thousand people waiting for her, and we were like on stage and we brought her up, and that you know, where little girls were losing their minds. Like a little girl came up to me um, before uh, Megan arrived and she was like, hey, Ken, I I drew a picture of Megan. Can you make sure she gets this? I'm like, there's no way I'm going to, I feel so terrible, but I cannot promise you that she will get this. But that's kind of how it was where that level of um, 
celebrity. I can, and, and she's a famous soccer player, but she's a famous political figure and just a famous person. Like she was one of the people that was like, wow, I, I'm like legit, like a little bit nervous just talking to her. So uh, I, I, off, off the top of my head, she's like definitely one of them. Oh, uh, Alexi talked about how you guys went to the boon, you know, went to Germany for a Bundesliga event. Uh, can you touch about on your side of it? Like, how was that experience? Like, just the fact that the Bundesliga like paid y'all to come fly over. At madness, man. Uh, you know, it's probably a waste of money. I think on their part. I don't know. <laughs> and they, uh, all, all of a sudden, Alexa, my Alexa is going ahead. Yeah, yeah. That happens to me literally all the time. That's why I, ha- I haven't said I, my my co-host name. You know, <laughs> it's like Voldemort or whatever. Uh, so. Um, the uh Bund- yeah that was just an incredible trip right bundesliga flew us out to uh kind of take in some matches and learn about bundesliga to you know obviously to like some you know so more media in the united states will obviously talk about bundesliga um but it was really cool i mean they they treated us well they were i mean we're amongst like proper journalists and then we're like these two idiots joking around like that that's the thing that trip was so fun because we even we even did stand up at that at Dusseldorf Stadium after the like at night we Dusseldorf Stadium is connected to a hotel um so you you know basically one of the balconies of the hotel is you're looking out into the stadium right um so we got to perform there uh in front of like you know another like maybe 25 people uh but it was a it i don't know i feel like we we bring a a, a levity to those like standard kind of media trips so that that can be kind of stuffy and a little dull we're we're two professional stand up comedians in this space uh kind of just joking around and, and and having fun with it and i think it 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 makes the experience a little bit more memorable it feels like um like comedians on the road or whatever. Uh, uh, and look, we, we've gotten to go to places. Uh, I never thought I would ever be. I mean, we, we were in Paris to go see Messi's first game. Uh, we were in, in London. Uh, we went to Liverpool to go see Everton play against Arsenal, like stuff like that is it, it, it's unbelievable, but it, it really kind of speaks to the level of uh, like, time and work that we've put into this. I mean, it's, you know, we, we look like we're just, uh, you know, dicking around (laughs) on social media and stuff, but this, this stuff requires so much of my time and and we're always editing clips and, and trying to come up with fun jokes and ideas and stuff like that. So it's, it's, you know, it's legit work, uh, (laughs) but, but it's paid off. No, for sure. Uh, and, and so, you know, what's, what's some advice you, you'd give to somebody who, who's trying to build, I guess, their own content, whether it's just soccer or just anything in general? What, what would be that advice? I would say, you know, you know, first of all, I think we're, we're all always learning. So please give me advice too, right? I'm here to learn as well. But the look, the things I, I, I feel is, um, you, you know, consistency is the, is the biggest challenge. Just in, just day in, day out, trying to come up with stuff, trying to uh, separate yourself, trying to be like unique. Um, You know, having, you know, they they say the same thing in comedy. Like when you build up enough life experience, you start uh, um, 
realizing that you have something to offer to the world and something of value. And, and, you know, we've been doing comedy a long time and that's the thing I feel confident of where I'm like, Oh, I can make people laugh, whether it's, whether I'm talking about soccer, well, whether I'm talking about, uh, you know, computers, what it doesn't really matter. I can find a way to, uh, to make a, a joke in this particular space. So the, but the, the, the thing that's the biggest challenge is consistency. Just every it's, I mean, it's a, it, I would say content creator being a content creator overall is like this, this little like prison a little bit, right. Where you just can't, it, it's, you're always looking to like get more likes or follows or views. And it's just like, you can't escape it. It doesn't matter what you, it doesn't even matter if you have something viral tomorrow, people are going to be like, all right, what's the next thing? It, it's, it's just like never going to be enough. So I would say if you're consistent, that is like the, the body of work is more important than, than having the one hit. So if you have the energy and, and will to keep going, you, you are already doing better than most because most people can't f- find a way to continue doing it every single day. Yeah, I think for me, it's always, there's, there's those days that like, you know, especially because right now, we're, we're both working full-time jobs and, and, you know, we're trying to find the energy to, to record. And, you know, sometimes there's those days that we're like, Oh, maybe we should just take a day off. But we both, me and my, me and my best friend, we both know that like the second we take that, that day off is like, maybe let's take the next week off. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it is. I mean, look, as when we started Cooligans, I was uh, still working. Uh, I was working a part-time job, but still, it was still a, a fair amount of time, but any spare time I had, I focused on building this thing that we were uh, creating. You just, I guess you look, you just, you kind of have to be a little bit crazy to believe that it can work out. But uh, you know, I, I look, I, I don't want to say like, look, it worked for me, but you know, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not trying to inspire people to <laughs> ridiculous risks, but I think even if it's, if it's a, within soccer, it, it's, it's not impossible. Um, especially as like, Latinos in this space, there aren't too many uh, of us, uh, you know, coming at it from this perspective and and really doing this day in and day out. Uh, uh, And and so finding a lane, finding a space, if you can find your thing that that sets you apart uh, and that might take a little bit more time to figure out. But if you can find that thing, it's it's not. The, the 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 soccer community is pretty small. You can you can find a lane somewhere, um, but yeah, like but like anything, it just takes time to to figure that out. And even for us, like even though we're comedians and we're in this space and we're trying to like have fun and do all these yuck yucks, people are like, "Who the hell are these guys? These guys are clowns. These guys are idiots." It takes a long time for people to even trust that that that, that they'll they'll be okay with you joking around the sport that they love so much. So it we're still working at it every single day. Uh, to to grow that kind of following and that support, but we're here to earn it. We're not trying to, you know, not we're not trying to like uh, we're here for the long haul. We're not trying to like just uh, be like an overnight success per se. No, that's very true, and and I think that's the perfect way to to wrap this interview up. Uh, thank you again, Christian Polanco, for your time because time is valuable. You know, that's something <laughs> that can never be taken back. Um, right. Somehow we actually tough through this first half of the Salvador USA game. Nil, nil. Okay. Nothing too crazy. A couple of missed opportunities, but, uh, you know, uh, look, it, 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 the U S should win this game. Otherwise people are going to be very, very upset. So. <laughs> <laughs> they already messed it up in El Salvador. They can't, they can't do that twice. Right. But thank you so much. Uh, last thing we guys just say is where, where can the people find you? 
Uh, at Chris Polanco on Twitter, at Christian underscore Polanco uh, on uh, on Instagram, and at Soccer Cooligans on everything. Please uh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff there. Uh, and as always, you can watch uh, our Fubo TV show Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's actually going. On, it's happening right now. The show's happening right now. <laughs> we're, uh, uh, so but yeah, as you're hearing this episode right now. Just go on Fubo TV right now and just go ahead and... <laughs> Correct. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time on Fubo TV. All right. Thank you so much, Christian. Thank you, Hector. Cheers, man. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at fanatics.com. What's Fanatics? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we're back. Thank you once again to Christian Polanco for giving us some time to do that interview. Uh, next time, if, if, there, if there's a next time, I'll, I'll definitely try not to not to do it during during a match. Um, <laughs> that's on me. Players fuck up on that one. Uh, USA did end up beating El Salvador, so spoiler alert. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, What's that spoiler alert? Spoiler alert. USA did beat, uh, beat El Salvador. <laughs> but, uh, Edward, games to recap. What is your game to recap? All right. So my game to recap is actually Mexico versus Costa Rica. Um. They actually drew 0-0, but I felt like it was actually a pretty decent game. Uh, I think it was actually a good game, a good rivalry. You know, um, Mexico had 72% of the possession, and they shot them 25-6. to The thing is, Mexico committed 23 fouls. So that is a lot of fouls. That's technically like double... The let's say it's like if each player committed two fouls, including the goalie. <laughs> so, you know, that's so um, decided to do like I want to lead the team in fouls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of like man, but okay. But all in all, it's like if Costa Rica keep him zero to zero with Mexico having the majority position and having like God knows how many percentage wise, um, like basically 800% times the shot, you know, like eight times the shots counts, and they still managed to keep him at a tie at 0-0. I guess Costa Rica must be doing something decent, or, you know, Mexico just has to step it up. Yeah, that's the that's, that's real question. Is it, who's the one that, was it just because Costa Rica had a good game, played really well, or was it that Mexico just just couldn't finish? It's a, it's a very good question to be at that end, but you know, yeah. you know who's happy is Canada because not only did they beat the U.S., but then Mexico didn't didn't do anything to improve their position. So Canada is sitting pretty right now as they've dominated. According to well, let's be let's, let's be careful though because obviously you know me and Greg Brohalter have two different definitions of the word dominate. So, but Canada in my eye, in my definition definitely are dominating right now. In the Concacaf World Cup qualifiers, yeah, true. So my game to recap is Egypt beating uh, Morocco two to one to advance to the semifinals. Uh, 
Um, it is, it's, I feel like this game should have been either a semifinal or a final, but obviously we got it here in the, in the quarters. Um, but Egypt had 54% of the possession. Morocco outshot uh, 16 to 14 in this game. And this game had to go to extra time. Um, so, which is what you want to see, especially when it's Morocco and Egypt uh, taking on each other. Um, and the goal was scored by Chesiguet, who scores the winner in extra time. Um, so just an amazing match between two really good countries in, in the African Cup of Nations. Um, unfortunately, Edward, your favorite did not advance to the final, but it's okay. I know. <laughs> didn't even make it past the group stages. So, <laughs> so you, you definitely did a lot better than me in this one. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, it's just overall, just a great game. Um, really fun to watch. Once again, if you guys haven't been watching that, the African Cup of Nations, you're missing out on some great games. So, just going to put that out there. <laughs> But all right, our players of the week. Who's your player of the week? All right, so my player of the week is actually. Um, this is probably going to surprise you, uh, Nelson Bonilla, who scored a goal in El Salvador's two zero win against Honduras. I, I just love hearing that El Salvador beat Honduras two to nothing. <laughs> I, just, I just love to hear. It. I just love those words. It's, it's a great sentence to hear. Is El Salvador beat Honduras two to nothing? <laughs> if you do anything else, Salvador, you beat Honduras. That's all I ask. That's all I oh, ask. For me. That's all I ask. And to qualify for the World Cup? Yeah, let's let's uh let's, let's like hold our horses there. <laughs> Even though technically El Salvador right now has like a point, I think it's a point zero three percent chance of qualifying for the World Cup. It's a point oh oh one more percent than before. I think it's either a point three or a point zero three, but it's it, it's definitely. <laughs> it's a, it's a point. It's higher than percentage. what it was. It's higher than what it was. <laughs> so, jeez, we're so bad. <laughs> look, man. Like honestly, with El Salvador is like we're more realistic. Salvador is a realistic about their national team. A lot of people say, "Oh, you you guys don't believe in your national team." It's like not that. It's not that we don't believe in them. It's just <laughs> we when you're poorly funded, <laughs> there's only so much you could do. <laughs> so. <laughs> so true, true, true. So that's the argument. But yeah, props to Nelson Bonilla. Um, definitely get it's you know to start the scoring, and then obviously Darwin said it ends up uh, scoring the um, the 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 icing on the cake to put this game away um, at the end, near the end of the game. So yeah, no, El Salvador has looked really good, man. Like aside from losing, they have looked really good in these games. <laughs> aside the losing part, they have actually looked pretty good. So, yeah. Like honestly, the, them them against uh, USA, I feel like there was more positives to take from El Salvador than there was for the for the U.S. men's national team. True. <laughs> the fact true. that the U.S. won one to nothing against El Salvador in in the U.S. Um, yes, even though the U.S. won, I feel like there's more positives for El Salvador than there was for the U.S. So, so yeah. So no, good pick Edward for Nelson Bonilla. I do I, I do agree with you on that one. All right. And what about you? Uh my player of the week is Carl Toko Ikambi, who scores two goals in Cameroon's two to nothing win against Gambia, which obviously advanced them into the semifinals of the African Cup of Nations. 
So, yeah, man, you know, some good stuff happened this past this past weekend. So, congratulations it's, to Nelson. But what were you gonna say something? Yeah, I was gonna say I was like, it's really good to see. Like, you know, I mean, not trying to you know downplay these teams, these uh, international teams, these international games, but it's like World Cup qualifiers, the Afcon, you know. So it's it's um it's really good to be able to pick you know players such like that or from teams that are not mentioned a lot of the time, you know. Yeah, I think that's usually the, of the international break is that you know players that we probably norm- normally wouldn't highlight get some shine. Yeah, so yeah, really good point, Edward. But yeah, congratulations to Nelson Bonilla and Carl Toko Kambi for being our players of the week. All right, Edward. This weekend, it's going to be the AFCON final. And I mean, obviously, this episode drops on Friday. You guys know what's in the fi- who's playing in the final, but me and Edward right now have no idea. So, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna make things. We did the same thing with the Euros and Copa America, so don't think we didn't do this any differently because we did it the exact same way, and it worked. It worked out perfectly fine for 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 those times too. So yeah. the semifinal matchups for the African Cup of Nations are Burkina Faso versus Senegal and Cameroon versus Egypt. That's actually going to be a good one, I think. So, Edward, just in general, your thoughts on the final four? Mm. I think I think the Cameroon versus Egypt is going to be a, a really tough one. Um, I'm not trying to downplay Faso, but I think Senegal has that one in the bag. So, I, so I, that's what I think. That's what I think. I could be wrong. I, I've been wrong before, and hell, that's that's the whole point of soccer and football. You know, like you know, it can ha- anything can happen, especially. I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody had Burkina Faso to, to make it this far in the tournament. And if you did, you're either from Burkina Faso or you're a fucking liar. Um, that sounds kind of rude, but anyways, oh. <laughs> I don't because I don't think many people would have thought thought of Burkina Faso to make it this far. But here they are, and they've 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 done really well in this tournament. I'm I'm actually really impressed by Burkina Faso. Um, but you're going up against a very daunting task in Senegal. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm with Senegal in this one. But Cameroon versus Egypt, it is going to be. I mean, Egypt right now is probably like, man, we just had to play against Morocco, and now we got to play against the host country. <laughs> Yeah, go up against the host country now. It's like, sheesh, what do we got to do? So, yeah, I I love this Final Four. I think it's a really great Final Four. But, Edward, all right. So, obviously, you said that you you think Senegal is going to beat Burkina Faso. Honestly, I agree with you on that one. But the Cameroon versus Egypt game, who do you have? All right. So, that was going to be hard. Oh, let's stick with Egypt. Here's on that Egypt. one. Yeah. Oh man, this is yeah, this is a hard one. I, I'm I'm gonna go with Cameroon. I think Cameroon. it's gonna be Cameroon versus Senegal in the final. I would love Egypt and Senegal in the final just because we're gonna have Mohamed Salah versus Sadio Mane. Yeah. So that would be cool. Um. 
but well, hopefully, hopefully, uh, Sadio Mane is playing because I know he did have a he did he did have a head injury, <coughs> which is crazy. He gets hit in the head, scores a goal, and then t- gets taken out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> the man's built different. That's all I gotta say about Sadio Mane. The man is just built yeah. different. Uh, that, that man is that man. Is, you know, give respects to that man. But uh, but yeah, so so Edward thinks it's gonna be Senegal, uh, Senegal and Egypt, and I think it's gonna be Cameroon versus Senegal. Edward, who do you think is gonna win the African Cup of Nations? Too soon to tell. Too soon to tell. <laughs> well, you have uh, between it's Senegal versus Egypt. Who do you think is gonna win it? Yeah. Egypt, because I, I don't know if, uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to jinx it, but I don't know if Mane is 100% after taking that blow to the head. Okay. No worries, it's okay, because I got, I, I'm, I'm going with Cameroon. Yeah, okay. So, I'm going with Cameroon. Uh, they've been so much fun to watch this tournament. So, I got, I got, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 stick with Cameroon. So that is my pick as well. Well, that's my pick. So we're both we both don't think Senegal is gonna win. Watch that yeah, right. in the ass. Yeah, right. Damn. Watch Burkina, watch Burkina Faso win the whole thing. <laughs> you never Damn. know in this game. So all right, guys. So obviously there's some games to watch this weekend. So here are the games that we think you guys should keep an eye on this coming weekend. Obviously, we're gonna point state the obvious. I mean, the Africa, the African Cup of Nations final is this weekend, so you should probably be watching that. So, get ready for that one. In Liga MX, um, Necaxa versus Pachuca and Leon versus Cruz Azul. All right, everyone. In Ligue 1, we have Monaco versus Leon and Leo versus PSG. Mm-hmm. In the Serie A, I, it's Inter Milan versus AC Milan, so the Milan Derby, and Fiorentina versus Lazio. I was not going to feature Juventus because I'm still kind of petty the fact that Lahavich went to went to Juventus. Yeah. So yeah, in the Bundesliga, man, the Bundesliga has got some matchups. There were Bayern Munich versus RB Leipzig. And Borussia Dortmund versus Bayer Leverkusen. Damn. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, hell of a, that's going to be hell of a good. In La Liga, Edward, I know you're going to hate these words. We have a sinking bet going. <laughs> As Barcelona takes out Atletico Madrid. <laughs> oh, oh, just... Uh, Edward always I'm just rubbing, singing bets. I'm just I'm just ro- I'm just rolling my eyes and scratching them and scratching my head and all kinds of stuff. We honestly at this point whenever owing so many singing bets, we might have to change up the, the singing bet rules because Edward hasn't had time to knock out these singing bets, but I know no, don't out. worry, no no, I'm gonna knock him out. Don't don't get me wrong, I'm gonna knock him out. I just Jeez, uh, I'm gonna have to do something. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do it. like whenever you're off or something. I'm gonna have to ask for a day off or something. Just have to do it. I have oh, to do my, it. My off days are now Saturday and Sunday. Crap. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, because I work Monday. I work. I work Monday to Friday. You work Monday to Friday. Well, and then I work every other Saturday. So, all right, all right. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Um. And so that's the first game. The second game is Valencia versus Real Sociedad. Obviously, Barcelona versus Atletico Madrid. That's the that's the game to watch. Um, and then in the Premier League. FA Cup action, so go ahead and watch that. Unless you're an Arsenal fan and you, you you choose not to watch it because it's stupid. Has nothing to do with the fact they got eliminated by Nottingham first. <laughs> nothing to do with it, but it's stupid. It's a stupid tournament. <laughs> I'm just being petty right now. That's all. Yeah, you are. Yeah, those are the games to watch this weekend that we think you guys should keep an eye on. Obviously, as long as you're watching some soccer, that's all that really matters. But if yeah. you guys need, need some help on picking these games, well, we, I think we got you guys some games that you should definitely be keeping an eye out for. Yes, sir. <clears throat> all right, so we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we're going to go on to our three-up, three-down of one-hit wonders. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you will also be supporting FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we're back. All right, and we're three up, three down, one hit wonders. You want me to go first, or you want to go first? I can go first. All right. I found I found some <coughs> found some some crazy ones. So number so number three is actually. Lustra, Scotty doesn't know. You don't like Scotty doesn't know? Uh, I, well, okay. It's not that I didn't like it. It's more of the fact that it just kept playing over and over. And, you know, it just, that was the it just kind of got overplayed. Yeah, it, it just got overplayed. It just got overplayed. That's why it's not my number one. It's number three. You know, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just I got tired of it because it got overplayed. And then, okay. uh, yeah. All right. And then, uh, number two, um, number two, I guess, um, number two, um, James Blunt, beautiful. Dang, you hated that song? It it was more of like it was more of a the high pitched song, and then like after that, I never ever heard anything from him again. And it was more of like that song. You, you hear it all the time played. in the office. When goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why I know that one is because of Michael <laughs> Scott. 
<laughs> if, if, if it was if it wasn't for him, I would know about it. Why don't you just buy? Why don't you just buy the song? <laughs> I just want to taste it. I just want to taste. That's it. <laughs> The way he fucking said it, bro. I was like, dude. See, that's the thing. It's like if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't even know the song. I haven't even heard the full version. You didn't even know it was James Blunt. No, I didn't even know. But I'm saying I didn't even hear the full version. That's all I need to know. Just like this guy. And my number one. Sean Kingston, beautiful girls. What? Yeah. Your way through you. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, man, I'm okay. Don't need that in my life. <laughs> All right. All right. What's your three down? My three down. At number three, I have Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus. Never heard of it. Oh, it's very whiny. <laughs> I'm glad I haven't heard of it. So, so yeah. Uh, number two is Fuck It by Iman. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. That was like... <laughs> that was like the saddest song I ever heard in my life. It's probably not the saddest song I've ever heard in my life. But I was just like... I was like, it got really popular. But then to me... The the clap back was funnier to me. The clap back. Oh yeah. yeah. The 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 remix. Yeah. Uh, fuck you right back. That was to me that one overshadowed that one. So it was like, dang, you got punked. So <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so yeah, that's my number two, and then my number one. The thing is, I don't I don't think it necessarily was a hit. But it was a hit on YouTube. And so that's where I'm going with it. And that's Friday by Rebecca Black. Oh, God. I remember. Yeah, you were in. That was also a horrible one. So that was that was torture. And so people still to this day play that shit on Friday. Starting to make me think maybe we should. At that time when someone just kept playing it, I was like, I think I hate Friday now. <laughs> because of Rebecca Black. <laughs> so, so <clears throat> I know she was on Tosh Point oh, uh, like a while back, like a long, a long time ago. She was on Tosh Point oh. but yeah. Anyways, Edward, what's your three up? All right. So my three up is actually all right. So I'm you're gonna laugh at this one. Um. So number three. Um, you remember? Yeah, you can pretty sure you remember this one. If anything, you're probably gonna be like, "Really?" So number three is gonna be the Thong Song by Cisco. Oh my God, the Thong Song! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Because the soon, because the thing is, as soon as you hear the whisper, uh, this is like whatever he said. But you hear like the was, violin. Yeah. <laughs> You already knew what was coming. You were like, oh, shit. You know, you were all excited for it and shit. And honestly, even now, just talking about it, it just reminds it's me of like... That was being played on, like, pop stations. Yeah. Uh, baby. 
it, it was like, yeah, before, I mean, before it was like, let me see that song. And then you hear the, the loud ass, baby. And I was like, what? No fucking way. Like, yeah. But that was a one hit wonder, honestly. I think Cisco had like a few little things here and there, but I think that was the one that beat him. Yeah, but the definition of a one hit wonder is that that's it. Mm-hmm. That much. was the hit. Yep. Pretty sure a lot of people are going to be no, I don't remember that song now. And then they're going to end up playing it. Well, if you don't remember the thong song, it's because, well, you weren't around when the thong song was a thing. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty All straightforward. Right, so. All right. So, number two. Um, okay. So, number two, the one hit wonder. Kind of like a, a mixture of two groups, but it's known more for um I guess uh from because it's it's okay I know you know who Fulanito is the merengue group uh-huh. but then uh Trimax took their song and they made it into Mesa que Mesa Plada you remember oh, that? the, the that song that you always hear in the quinceañeras pretty much because that thing has been on it's been here since the 90s and it's not leaving any fucking time soon <laughs> Sa, sa, sa. <laughs> so I mean that's what I'm saying I was like still there it's still there bro it's still that's a pretty good one actually yeah so that's and, my number two and that's the worst part is like with Spanish music like songs that are freaking they're like songs from like the early years of reggaeton is still being played on the radio so yep. like yep. freaking obsession exactly. still get, obsession still get plays on the radio yeah. Part of me is like, you know, like, why? <laughs> That's my reaction. Why? <laughs> so. But yeah. I'm just. Was that your. You know, that's. That's my number two. Okay. Um, then my number one. And then my number one is, I guess, uh, the guy we're playing a lot too. So I kind of, it's kind of like a double whammy on me. But, uh, the Lips of an Angel by Hinder. Oh, excuse me. Lips of an Angel by Hinder. That's your number one? Yeah. Man, I remember when that song came out. I remember I had a friend that actually dedicated that song to a girl, and I'm like, that is a terrible song to dedicate to a girl. Right. <laughs> He's like, why? And it's just like, uh, <laughs> did you not listen to the song? <laughs> it's literally a guy like on the phone with a girl he'd rather be with than his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's a, that was like almost as bad as the idea of someone playing Los Infieles for their wedding dance. Oh, yeah. That'd be horrible. That'd be awkward. <laughs> oh, but yeah. No. Yeah, that was like our pro- that was like freshman year of high school for me, which was your senior year. Mm-hmm. 
that was that was your cousin's quinceanera. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. Yep, hinder. Jesus Christ. I haven't heard I haven't heard from them in a long time. Yep. What about I, you? Basically since my high school. Since my oh, freshman shit. year of high school. <laughs> Damn. Terrible. Hey, that happens, man. Sometimes that, that I'm sure he still gets money from that from that hit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Every time they play. So, can't be mad Ooh. at that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what about you? What are your top three? Your up, yeah, your three up. My three up starting up at, at number three is Everywhere by Michelle Branch. Everywhere. What? Okay. No, I just don't know the song, so I'm just saying. Okay. Because you're everywhere. Because you're everywhere to me. And when I close my eyes. Really? You don't remember that? Nope. Dang, that song slapped. I was like, man, this girl's about to be a star. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Boy, was Way I wrong on that one? Way to kick her while she's down, why don't you? Hey, she's got a one-hit wonder. She's still getting paid off of that. Honestly, that would be my route to go. Just make a hit. I, I suck at singing, so I definitely couldn't do it. But like, just make a hit and just and just co- coast it out the rest of my life. Yeah. If anything, it has to be like a song that's going to be constantly played at sporting events. Like, we will rock you. Though it's hard to it's hard to copy that because that that was way too good. Really? <laughs> Where's the fucking blow, baby? Where's the fucking blow? Oh no, yeah, so but yeah, I liked uh, that song came out. I think I was like, because that was when when uh, MTV when MTV actually played like music videos. So oh yeah, I remember seeing it and and I was like just jamming to it. I didn't know what it meant because I was a kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then now I'm like, damn, this song's deep. I see you, Michelle. <laughs> it's like, dang, okay. Hello, baby. It's like, oh, dang, you got over here with some talking about some real shit over here. But yeah, so. So that's my number three. Number two, I have Leave by JoJo. Oh yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I love JoJo. <laughs> I think we all do, sir. I think we all do. I mean, I recently listened to her latest album. That's what... <laughs> yeah, I, I love her. I think she's hot. That's not what I meant, but okay. Yeah, well. You know what's funny to me is uh, if if the office ever ever thought of doing a like before Michael Scott was promoted was promoted to to manager, like young Jan, JoJo would definitely be the perfect person to play young Jan. I guess she looks like Jan. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a tour coming on the way. She's actually coming to Houston. Might might make an appearance. You you never know. All right, I would just be awkward and quiet. Tres, dos, uno.
So I strongly suggest that you wake the fuck up. <laughs> All right. So at number one, I, I can't believe that this was not featured on your list. So shame on you hey, for this one. Here we go. Number one is Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Oh, man. Yeah, you're right. That should have been... Fuck. That should have been my Shame favorite. on you. <laughs> that song just became a whole thing of its own, especially when Rickroll became a thing. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that family guy featured it. That was the that to me was the funniest thing ever. You know the rules and so do I. Oh man, that, here's a song by a gay guy. <laughs> but even oh, even more God. better was the fact that Spencer did an amazing rendition of it. He he. He basically he destroyed it, as in like he crushed it. He made it his song. I am. It was. It was one. Yeah. I I, I love this song. I, I I make sure that I listen to it at least, at least at some point, at, out of my week is to at least listen to listen to the song at least at some point. I'm not gonna listen to it every day. Let's face it. Let's let's be realistic here. But I definitely want to make sure I, I listen to a little bit of Rick Astley at some point because. You know, the, one of the coolest videos I ever saw was uh, Dave Grohl perform with Rick Astley. Which one? There's a video of, like, Dave Grohl have, doing a live show, and then Rick oh, Astley wait. comes out, and he starts singing, Never Gonna Give You Up. Wow. Yep. <laughs> it, it, it's an amazing thing. We have to appreciate Dave Grohl a little bit more now. He's, he's just, he's an icon. Yeah. But all right, so that's three up, three down, one hit wonders. Um, You have any honorable mentions, Edward? Um, I'm trying to think. Gotta make you understand. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Uh, wow. No. Nobody I can think of right now at this time. You put me on the spot. So. I was like, Jesus Christ, you were just reading through these one-hit wonders. I thought you would have been like, oh, dang, I wanted to put that one on my list, but I didn't. But okay. That, that was your one time, but okay. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, uh, cra- uh, uh, what was it? Butterfly by Crazy Town. Really? What about it? What's wrong with that? Uh, nothing. What you said, really? Oh, I guess you know since you said uh, butterflies by Crazy Town, um, fireflies. That one song. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's an honorable mention because I got high. Oh yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, freaking Vanessa Carlton, Thousand Miles. Oh, yeah. We should have, that should have been in the top. All the things she said by Tattoo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Join Sparks. 
What? You said the tattoo? Join like that song tattoo? No, all the things you said by the band tattoo. Oh Remember shit. The, the two the two Russian girls that were parent lesbians. <laughs> you don't remember that? I don't. I don't, bro. They did like a empty, like they did a, a a performance on the MT, I think it was like MTV Movie or Music Awards, and then like you know they're they're you know they're performing, and then like they have like you know schoolgirls all like you know dan- the dancers are dressed as schoolgirls, and then at the end they they all kissed each other. What did they do? Uh, they, they all, like they pairing kissed each other. Let's see. Friggin' yeah, that was a thing. Uh, never scared by Bone Crusher. Oh yeah, well, Bone Crusher had some good songs. He had Never Scared, and then um, he would do a few little cameos here and there. I know he did that with uh, the Union playing like. Yeah, Bone. but those were cameos, not his own. True, true. Freaking uh, <laughs> I don't even know if this is necessarily a hit, but Nick Cannon's Jigolo. Oh man, that's a that's an that is not an honorable mention. Nope. Tipsy by Jaquan. Yeah, I like that by Houston. Lean back was that really one I wonder? I think so. Wow. Laffy Taffy. I forgot about that song. But all right. <clears throat> yeah, so that's 303 down, one hit wonders. Um, interesting, interesting uh to think about the songs that never led to anything. So <laughs> there is that. But yeah, so that's the show. We want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. You can check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com. Amazing writing that's coming there. Shout out to James Kim, man, the soccer writer over there for, for Belly Up. Props to him. Obviously, got to show love to our to our soccer community here at Belly Up Sports. Yeah. Also, shout out to the Borns, the Burns Radio. You know, Belly Up and, and Unhinged decided to rebrand the radio, and now it is the Burns Radio. You can follow them on Twitter at Radio Burns to be on the note of when we drop these uh, these the, the nonstop live radio action. It's live now. You can actually go in there right now, and, and there's something playing right now. But you can catch us. Uh, our premieres on Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So that's when you can check us out. At least for the premieres, um, though. Though obviously, constantly, uh, if you check them out on Twitter, once again at Radio Burns, they'll give you the schedule for when we are live for our reruns. <clears throat> so it's back. We're, we're back and doing it bigger than better than ever. So shout out to Radio Burns. Shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company, ANG Graphics. She created the Insert Name FC logo. We love the logo. Everyone loves the logo. So go ahead and give her some love on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. If you need a logo done, well, Alejandra is your girl because she she could do it. Yes, love her. <laughs> oh, dang. All right. And, of course, shout out to our producer, you know, our brother. 
he he's officially a Salvadoran, by the way, which props to them again for beating Honduras to nothing. Roosevelt Spencer. He is the guy yes, that sir. You, you hear the intros, you hear the outros, uh, you hear all the all the good stuff. You hear us do our singing bets. Well, Spencer is what helps make this podcast what it is. So we gotta give props to Roosevelt Spencer. If you do like our beats and you want some of your own, well, hit up our boy Spencer on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. Make sure you guys get some beats done from this guy because the guy's a legend in the making. So don't miss out on it. Thank you. All right, man. So that is episode 74. Once again, thank you to Christian Polanco for coming on to do an interview with us. Thank you for listening. Catch us next week for episode 75. All right. Take care, guys. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.